Well, hello there, friend, and welcome back to the Unfuck Your Biz with Brayden podcast, a show for creatives to encourage and inspire through actionable legal, tax, and financial topics. I'm Brayden Drake, an author, lawyer, tax pro, and educator. If you are ready to get your legal and tax shit legit and financial life in order, you, my friend, are in the right place. But before we get started, a quick word from my sponsor, which, of course, as you now now know, is myself. Most of the time. We'll have some other sponsors in the future. But I want to take a quick minute here to talk about my new program, The Profit Rx. The doors officially opened last month. We have a lot of awesome fellow business owners in the program. The Profit Rx is your prescription to build a healthy and wealthy business through a 10-step profit plan inside of the program. We have twice weekly Q&As, a lot of support, um, assessment reviews by me. You do homework. I look at it. Lots and lots of awesome stuff in the program. So you can learn, go learn more at theprofitrx.com. If you have questions, shoot me a message on Instagram. I would love to chat with you. Now, in one of our recent episodes, I talked about the profit and loss statement, the P&L, and how you can use that to really start to analyze the numbers in your business. Today, we are going to expand on that topic and talk about marginal profit. Um, So I'll explain what marginal profit is in a second. I'm actually going to be doing a little bit of a reading for you from our Profit Rx textbook. So you'll get a snapshot of what some of the content is like, and uh, we'll walk you through. So without any further ado, I'm going to start with a section in the book called Calculating Profit Margin. Many of you may already know how to do this, but it is a good review for all of us. Profit margin is the percentage of your revenue that is profit. We calculate this by taking your profit and dividing it by revenue. So in the example profit and loss um, that I shared on that previous episode, the profit was uh, $58,200 and the revenue was $100,000. We can probably glance at that and see our profit is 58.2%. But if we actually needed to do the math, we would take 58,200 divided by 100,000, which is 0.582. We shift the decimal point over two spots to find the percentage of 58.2%. Now in the textbook, I actually give like three more mathematic examples of how to do this. Um, In previous iterations of my courses, I think I just take for granted um, what I view as like simple math like this, right? I know all of us All of us know how to do addition and subtraction with a calculator, right? But even myself, at one point, I remember I was writing this textbook. I kind of had a brain fart for a minute on how to calculate a simple percentage. I was putting like the wrong number on the wrong side of the division point. And it's just one of those things where if you go long enough without doing anything, you forget how to do it. It's just, you know, that's just how it works. So um, I do my best in this program to explain even kind of simple concepts like this. So that way, you know, if you already know it, you can skip over it. And if you don't know it, you hopefully don't have to go to Google to figure it out. So on the flip side of profit margin is our expense percentage. Once you find a profit margin, you can estimate your expenses as 100% minus your profit margin, right? So in our first example, profit margin was 58.2%, excuse me, 100 minus 58.2 is 41.8%. So that would represent the percentage of all of our revenue that goes towards expenses. Please note that this expense percentage includes both cost of goods and expenses, if those are both 
relevant to you. Now that we understand the basics of general profit margins, which again is the percentage of our income that reflects our profit, let's consider profitability of various offers in our business. So this is marginal profit, right? Before I get to the various offers, let's just talk about um, let's just talk about marginal profit for a second in general. So I have in front of me my copy of my Unfuck Your Biz book. This is always the example I give just because it's um, really the only thing that I sell with a very obvious and specific cost, right? So this book, if you go on my website and you want to buy a copy, it is $29. It costs me $11 to have it printed. So that's my cost of goods, right? It usually costs me around $8 to ship. So $8 plus $11 is $19. That actually took me a quick second there. So $19 is my marginal cost. It's my marginal cost of this product. So my marginal profit is $29 minus $19, $10. That's my marginal profit if we're just looking at those hard costs, right? But I also have... Um, we don't have the book on Amazon just because Amazon takes a big cut uh, for other various reasons. I, you know, talk about my book, talk about this with my book coach, but we only sell it through my website. And it's kind of clunky because the way that works is you actually order the book through my website, through Kajabi, and then my um, community manager, our virtual assistant, Chandra, gets an email when you order the book. And then about twice a week, she goes onto our book printer website and she orders your book with my credit card, uh, with my credit card, and we have it shipped to your address. So you're ordering the book from me, the money's going into my business bank account, then I'm buying your book with my credit card and we're shipping it to you. And I share all of this not to overcomplicate this conversation too, too much. But if I really, really wanted to get a clear picture of my marginal profit on my book, I would also need to account for the money that I pay Chandra to do that task. Now it's only a five, you know, it's only a five-minute task per week. I won't share with you what Chandra's hourly rate is, but that's not going to add a huge amount. I could probably maybe say it's costing me a dollar, like a dollar per book. So now, if I looked at it, my marginal cost is twenty dollars. Now my marginal profit is nine dollars. That's how much I expect to personally benefit each and every time I sell a book. So that is how marginal profit generally works. When we're looking at this from a service perspective, it's a little bit more difficult, right? Like if if I'm doing uh, web design, for example, I might not have any hard cost, but I have a lot of time. So in this circumstance, I want to look at if I take $5,000 for a new website, what's my marginal profit when I consider the time that I'm spending all on this? You have to value your time. Okay, so profit margin for the whole business really only scratches the surface of what we want and need to know about our finances, right? If we bring in 100,000 and we're profiting 70,000, we know we're at 70% profit, but that number just on its own doesn't give us a whole lot of information. We also need to zoom into marginal profits by offer, service, and product, or possibly by revenue stream or business subcategories. So I'm gonna give you a pretty simple example of what this would look like. Business owner A makes and sells jewelry. She makes rings, necklaces, and earrings. So these are the only three things business owner A sells. She sells rings, earrings, and necklaces. She would want to know her overall profit margin for the business, of course. That's very important. But she also wants to know the margin for each item she sells. 
Let's assume for easy math, as always, her revenue is $100,000. And this is what I call, this is her sales mix. So what she sells of each item. So ring sales, $20,000. Earrings, $50,000. Necklaces, $30,000. So half of all of her revenue comes from selling earrings for whatever reason. Maybe that's what she started with. It's what she's most well known for. She sells 50% uh, earrings. And then 30% necklaces, 20% ring sales. Now let's look at variable costs, so cost per item and variable profits. Um, variable and marginal, I use pretty interchangeably. Let's assume the following sales price and cost per item. So earrings cost her $50, she sells them for $80. So she makes $30 for, uh, sorry, this is for rings, my mistake. She makes $30 for each ring that she sells. So cost was 50, sales price 80, so her marginal profit, $30, makes sense, right? She's making $30 uh, in her pocket every time she sells a ring. Earrings cost her a lot less. They only cost her $15, whereas the sales price is $50, and therefore her marginal profit is $35. So the sales price, $30 lower for that item, but the cost is $35 uh, lower. So she's making $5 more. I may have just butchered that, but I think you're still with me. The marginal profit was $5 more on the earrings. The necklaces cost her $50. She sells them for 70. So her marginal profit is only 20. So in summary here, she makes $35 for every earring she sells, $30 for rings and $20 for necklaces. The marginal profit uh, is the profit per item. We can see the earrings have the highest marginal profit. This is great for business owner A, since that's also the item she sells the most of. Remember, 50% of all of her revenue comes from earrings. That's also her highest marginal profit. This is great. However, the marginal profit on her necklaces is less than her rings. And remember, she sells uh, more necklaces than she does rings. Necklaces are 30% of revenue, but they make her $10 less profit per necklace. With this simple, very, very simple data, business owner A could make a few key decisions in her business to improve her profit. She might decide to increase the price of necklaces by $10, so she could do that. That would make her marginal profit uh, $30 equal to that of rings. But then, of course, this might have trade-offs. If she increases the price, is she gonna sell fewer? Where is kind of the sweet spot for that number? She could keep the prices the same, but try to sell more of the higher margin items. So maybe maybe she's really prominently displaying her earrings on the website and then um, her business model is to just do rings and necklaces as upsells to help you get like the full matching set. Maybe business owner A decides that her primary strategy is to find cheaper materials for necklaces. So maybe she needs a new uh, material vendor or she could just stop selling necklaces altogether. Uh, with these numbers, as, you know, as long as the necklaces are not super hard to make, maybe if the necklaces take her three times more to make than the other items and they're less in marginal profit, she would phase them out. If they don't take that much more time, still profitable enough to keep doing them. But you can see how just with this little amount of information, this business owner would be able to make a lot of decisions. Um, ideally, she would just make one tweak at a time so she could see how each one of those impacts her bottom line and her marginal profits. So those are just a few things she could consider. Um, she also wants to look at her profit mix 
to see how she could increase the overall profit in the business. Making some of these adjustments could help her increase her take on pay without increasing hours worked in the business. That's our key, right? If she can make some of these tweaks, maybe she can increase her revenue $10,000, $20,000 in the year, increase her profit margin by 10% without actually having to work more. And that's the idea when it comes to scaling. Okay, let's look at another example. This one I think will be relevant to even more of you. So business owner B is a photographer. Here is her profit mix. We will again assume $100,000 in revenue. So business owner B is a photographer. Um, business owner B earns $70,000 from weddings. So that's 70%, 70% of income. Uh, business owner B earns $10,000 from doing newborn portraits. $15,000 from family portraits and $5,000 from more general portraits. Let's call that seniors to give it something more specific. So she's doing weddings, newborns, families, and portraits. Maybe I could assume from this that business owner B's primary model is uh, she markets herself as a wedding photographer, but she also does this different type of portrait photography for previous wedding clients. Probably reasonable based on this data. Now let's look at variable cost and profits. And again, um, I kind of made up these numbers, so don't assume that they're going to be the same for you. Um, I've done this by just kind of, you know, estimating what the time commitment and value of an hour is for this photographer. So for weddings, this photographer might determine that their variable cost Marginal cost is $1,500. If they added up their hourly rate times the hours it costs to deliver on that service, that might be their cost. And maybe their sales price is $4,000. So they're profiting about $2,500 on this. Um, whereas for newborns, you know, their variable cost might be $300. Their sales price is $500. They only have a marginal profit of $200. For families, marginal profit is $250. And for um, they're also selling photo albums, cost is $50, sales price is $200, marginal profit is $150. So as you can see, the weddings by far give the higher marginal profit. And for this, you might not go through the painstaking effort of actually adding up all of your time, but you could ballpark it, right? You could say, obviously a wedding where I'm going to be there for 12 hours on the day, 10 hours on the day. Um, that's going to give me a lot more photos. It's a lot more editing. Um, also, typically, it's a higher price point, And anytime you have a higher price point, you're going to be doing more client communication on the front end, right? So that's all time. But hopefully, you're being well compensated for that time with higher marginal profits. So the variable costs here are really just the cost of time, as I noted. Um, newborn and family photography is much less time intensive for this individual but it also commands much lower rates than wedding photography. This might make wedding, I say might make wedding photography more profitable um, for this business owner. And again, note we're talking about profit here. We're not just talking about revenue. But maybe the wedding photography uh, variable cost does not adequately consider all the communication with clients or the marketing that goes into weddings. It's one of those examples where maybe sure the marginal profits are a lot harder or a lot higher, but it's harder to get clients. It might be harder to get one wedding client than five newborn clients, for example. This marginal profit also may not encapsulate the stress of the services. So we can't really incorporate stress or our like or dislike for providing a service, okay? 
the most profitable service might not always be the one that we want to provide because we hate the thing. Also, we should consider that. The data is just the starting point. If you created a pie chart with the revenue from your business, what would your pie chart look like? Which areas make the most, which make the least? Which parts of the pie do you wish you could cut out, i.e. which would you love to stop doing? So think about that. Um, this is, again, something we talk about a lot in the Profit Rx. It's not just about making more revenue. It's about making more profit. And I would even go as far as to say it's not just about making more profit. It's about making more profit doing the things that you want to do. Um, making $100,000 in profit being miserable might not be as good for you as making $80,000 in profit being very, very happy and not stressed out. So can't put a price tag on that. Also something to consider. That's all I had for this episode. Again, um, over this kind of episode series that we're doing, I'm reading you excerpts from our Profit Rx textbook, of course, giving you some additional insights. My hope is that it's both going to be educational and informative, but also give you a sneak peek of what's inside of the program. So if you want to check it out more, you can go to theprofitrx.com. You get all the information there. You can join there as well. If you have questions about it, shoot me a message. And I shared this on our last episode as well. But one of my big focuses over the coming months is going to be to really improve the quality of the podcast. I want to make the episodes better than ever. We're um, going to try something where we're going to phase out some of our other marketing efforts to really you know, streamline my own business. And in doing that, I want to make this one of the best places uh, in the podcast app you can come for fantastic legal, tax, and financial guidance. Um, if you're loving it, I would love, love, love and be so appreciative if you would share the podcast on your Instagram stories. Um, share with friends, put it on Facebook if you'd like, but Instagram stories are great. Give me a tag if you feel inclined to post a selfie, a screenshot, whatever. Much appreciated. Uh, always happy to hear that you are listening. And that's all for this episode. So I thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, hope that I will be back in your podcast app and that you'll be tuning in next week. See you then.